7.45 on a Saturday means it's time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack, on this brisk, let's call it a fresh Saturday morning. Very crisp. Very crisp indeed. <laughs> well, what shall we chat about you today? Know I have had a lot of requests the last few days about entertaining and entertaining in the holidays. And in my opinion, you want to make, if you're going to have some people in, make it easy on yourself. Uh, that's the most important thing. At this time of year, you don't need more stress, etc. And if you're having a party, <coughs> ease and easy entertaining is the way to go. In my opinion, you know, that means simplicity. Uh, put the food all out. Have lots of finger food. Uh, mini sandwiches are absolutely great. Chicken wings. Even You can even order in pizza. A one-dish party is another no-brainer. Uh, for example, you could make a hearty beef stew or a big pot of uh, chili or just a big pot of soup <coughs> and invite some friends in for that. Uh, and lots of munchies all around. Make for a, just a great, easy way to entertain. Don't forget, ordering out is easy to do. This isn't the time to put out the good china and everything else. Have paper plates and plastic cups. They're easier to clean up etc. So uh, if, for example, you're going to have beer, don't have a keg of beer. Keg of beers are sloppy and messy, and no matter how you do it, you end up with a mess at some part of the house. So get either bottled or canned beer if you're going to have that and put them in ice containers. That's a great thing, a big bowl or a big uh, urn, uh, fill it with ice and some water, and you could put wine and beer and even pop or soft drinks in that easily. Uh, don't be afraid to take advantage of uh, easy stuff at the stores. For example, you know nowadays uh, meatballs come in these bags in the stores. Uh, you know, making meatballs is I, I love to do it, but it's a real chore and it's a putsy chore. It takes forever to roll those things up. You can buy wonderful meatballs, and then you can make your own signature dish with them, whether it's Swedish meatballs or Italian meatballs or something. In Italian meatballs, you can add a pre-made marinara uh, that, for example, you uh, season a little yourself, maybe add a little more garlic to it or put some uh, saute onions in, uh, put it in, or, or add a little hot pepper flakes to make it spicier. And that's the same thing with meatballs and beef broth. You can uh, season that with herbs of Provence, make them in a French style, season them with Italian seasonings, make them Italian style. Uh, it, it's a simple, no-brainer thing. You bought it at the store, and all you have to do is heat it. Same thing <clears throat> goes with, for example, Christmas cookies. The bakeries make such fabulous cookies today. Unless it's a family tradition, go out and buy the cookies. And buy a bunch of different kinds. Everybody loves to try things at the holidays, sinful treats. So make the cookies rich and delicious. Another old favorite of mine is baked brie. You can buy a whole wheel of brie and then you bake it. Only this year, when I baked the brie, I put something. I used to put in Kahlua, which I mixed even equal parts of Kahlua and brown sugar. Made a cup of that and then poured it. It was a simple syrup of Kahlua. Poured it on the top and then baked the wheel of brie in the oven for about 25 minutes. This year, I used that new Louisa liqueur, which is a coffee caramel pecan-flavored liqueur, which is one of the most delicious new liqueurs I have tasted in years and years and years. It's called Louisa, uh, and you put that with brown sugar, make a simple syrup of that, 
pour that on top of the baked brie, and you've got a really treat. Another interesting thing is make a cheese wreath. This is simple. Buy, say, some uh, blue cheese, and if you want to extend it a little bit, get some cream cheese and mix it half and half with blue cheese, whether it's Roquefort or, or your favorite type of blue cheese, mix that half and half. Then put it in a bunt pan and then chill it and then unform it out of the bunt pan. Cover the top with chopped spinach or chopped parsley and you've got a beautiful holiday wreath and it's an edible uh, actual big cheese ball. And you can do that with all sorts of cheeses. You don't have to stick to blue cheese and that, but uh, cream cheese is a great extender, and you can mix those in. In fact, uh, a friend of mine who's in the cheese business, uh, they sell all kinds of cheese. The leftover cheeses, they'd mix together with dry mustard, etc., and make cheese balls out of them and sell them. And so you can make, do that at home yourself. All it takes is a, some kind of a blender and then mix it up. And remember, as I said, in that blending process, cream cheese goes a long way to extend the cheese and makes it even creamier. Uh, so I think you get the idea. All of that stuff, uh, it, you want to make easy for yourself. You can buy pre-made uh, marinara sauce, pre-made guacamole, etc., pre-made dips. Uh, just make it easy on yourself. And, of course, if you really want to have a no-brainer, easy party, why not have a wine tasting? Wine tasting parties, to me, are the greatest way uh, to break the ice. Suppose you're having all the new neighbors in to meet one another. A wine tasting party does that. The, the best way to go with a wine party is to start basically fairly simple. Uh, you have either uh, maybe six wines or no more than eight wines, that's for sure. Put them all on the table, have them open. Uh, give everybody a uh, wine. One wine glass is plenty. If they want to compare, they can dump it out. Provide buckets. That's to dump the wine in that you don't want to uh, drink, where you taste it. And you say, ah, that's not my favorite. So provide dump buckets. And these can be vases, carafes, uh, ice buckets, anything like that. And then have a pitcher of water so people can rinse their glass. That way everybody gets one glass. And put glass identifiers, there's little coasters that fit on the uh, stem of a glass, and people can write their name. That's the biggest problem when you have a wine tasting, is people lose track of the glass they have. And if you have an identifier on the glass, it's easier for them to find it. It, it you know, brings out really great conversations because people talk, do you like this? I don't, you know, that type of thing. So it's a, a tremendous holiday mixer. And you can move at your own pace. And remember, a wine tasting like this should be totally informal. If you really are serious about wine, you have a formal wine tasting where you seat everybody around one table, and then you each discuss the different points of the wine you're tasting at the time. Well, that's very, very educational, uh, and sometimes even a little bit of fun. But at this time of year, you want the ease and compatibility, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, people to make good conversations, sip and swirl the wine, Talk to your friends. You don't want it too formal. You want it kind of informal. And the themes on a wine tasting can be as imaginative as you are. You can have, for example, wines of the world. Pick out wines from France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Chile, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand. I think you get the idea. Or you can be specific. Have an Italian 
uh, wine tasting or have a French wine tasting, or maybe your favorite is Oregon. Uh, pick out some wines from Oregon. It's easy to get six or eight wines from each of those places and have just a wine tasting on your favorite area. Say your favorite wine is Australian. Pick out six or eight Australian wines, put them out. And, and another thing that's important, I think, for people is to have uh, paper and pen so they can write down, just make sure they're available. Don't assign people a paper and pen or with their name on it or any of that. That makes it a little too formal. But let them have the paper and pen so they can write their own notes. I really like this. And, of course, nowadays, you know, years ago it was very difficult. If you really liked a bottle of wine, you had to write everything down, etc. Now that everybody has phones that are cameras, you can take a picture of the wine label, and that, that way you'll know, well, Ed, I like that wine, I want to get some more of it, and you've got a permanent record of that wine. And, you know, as I can remember taking tape and putting it on the label and then pulling the tape off to pull the label off the bottle, etc. Well, as I said, cell phones have done away with that, and it, it really makes it nice and easy. And uh, I remember a friend of mine, who every year has a Nouveau Beaujolais party. Uh, it's a great party, just has Nouveau Beaujolais and then water or uh, club soda for those that don't drink. And they all talk about the Nouveau Beaujolais, and best of all, they get together and have some fun. And that's really what a wine tasting is all about, getting together and having some fun. Uh, you don't want it too serious. You want it very informal. Uh and if you want, you can provide people with cheat sheets. In other words, you do a little homework on it. And, you know, this is a Malbec from Argentina. Malbec's the principal grape type of Argentina. The producer is uh, an old family that's been doing it. You know, you can get that information when you buy the wine. And then you provide everybody with a descriptive sheet. And then you can, after you do that, you can leave underneath your comments and hand one of those to everybody so they have it to take home with them. And uh, But again, that's just an extra chore, and that's if you really uh, are into doing a, a wine tasting as a party. But if you're in, just having it for a casual thing and a casual conversation, make it very easy. And share with people, you know, your new wine discovery. Geez, I just found this wine, never had it before, and I absolutely love it. Here's why I like it. Etc. And like I say, they're good, good mixers because when you go to one of those stand-up walk-around wine tasting, you can't help but ask the other person, "Do you like this?" or "What do you think of that wine?" Or something. So it's a great conversation intro. So it gets people to talking to one another. As I said, I can't imagine a better mixer than a, a California or an Oregon or a French wine tasting where you put forth three friends. But again, as I said earlier, when I started this whole thing about entertaining at this time of year, make it easy on yourself. Don't put these huge expectations on yourself. When you're having a big party like that, it's not the time to try a new dish because uh, then you're going to stress about how is this going to turn out. Do tried and true old-time things. And as I said, don't be afraid to take advantage of ease of entertaining. And that is, you know, caterers, uh, all the grocery stores today have terrific deli departments where you can get virtually everything you need for a party, and you don't do any of the work other than go to the store and pick it all up and bring it home and put it out. 
it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a great way to enjoy the holidays. It's a great way to share the holidays with your friends, etc. But as I said, you really don't want to make it hard on no, yourself. No, it's stressful. It's very stressful. Indeed. Yeah. It can be so easy. You know, as I said, just buy the wine and get a tray of cheese. Buy three or four cheeses, maybe too hard, too soft. Remember, though, if you're going to serve cheese at a party, take the cheese out of the refrigerator for at least three or four hours. Cheese is so much better when it's at room temperature than when it's ice cold out of a refrigerator. You just can't it's true. enjoy the cheese when it's uh, right out of the refrigerator. So those are my tips for today, Denny. Perfect. Well, entertaining and having a party or having a wine tasting Well, party. just I know we have, uh, want to talk about Haskell's, but somebody said, let Jack know that leftover turkey shepherd's pie was delicious. <laughs> so there. And if you want to make your entertaining a lot easier, head to any one of the Haskell's locations. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to pair wine with food. And let me tell you, they can't prepare the meal, but they can make the meal a memorable occasion by picking just the right wine to go with whatever you're preparing. And don't forget, they'll pick a wine that isn't going to break the bank. It won't cost very much. And they have a marvelous, marvelous one has the selection. Haskell's does a fine wine. Spirits and also your favorite beer and ciders. Haskell's is the place to buy wine. Saturday is the place to do it. And don't forget the gift of wine is an incredible thing to give people, and you can get all sorts of wonderful wine gifts at Haskell's. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Fairbolt right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed, especially at this time of year. In Minneapolis, we have free parking downtown both on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale at Minnetonka, Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our holiday catalog, which is full of good gift ideas and wonderful wine suggestions. Great, Jack. Let's talk one week from today. I'll look forward to it.